Peterson said that, you know, these rats and studies show that, um, you know, while part of man is savage and, and, and individual and independent, um, a baby rat uh, will most likely die if it's not touched by um, a, a mother figure. And the study tried to mimic a mother figure with a, an eraser on a pencil. And it did not work. Yeah. So. That's why it needs to be skin on skin when the baby arrives. Yeah. To have that bond in time with the baby. If you did it, it's okay, you're safe. Yeah. We're just going to have a jam session here. It's going to be our next podcast. Oh, jam. Yeah, I like jam. Sunday morning jam session. Can we? Do, do we have any fruits? Jam. <laughs> we have any fruits? Oh, we have to eat this persimmon. Oh. Yeah, I've never had a persimmon. You know, when when you asked me, I was like, I said no, and then I was like, maybe I have. You know, and no, I've never. Yeah, how do you eat persimmons? You know, we need the female voice. Too much male dominance in the male dominant hierarchy, and uh, you have savagery. Yes, that's what the I think that well, the monks would talk about that sometimes. The younger monks uh, in the monastery, because there was no women living with us, and there was a bit of, of role-playing. A, a, a guy would have to kind of get feminine in order for certain things to get done. And his, he'd have to kind of appeal to emotion and become less like himself in order for our projects to move forward sometimes for, you know, because there's a certain part of just a man that uh, lacks lacks that finesse yeah i don't know i mean i hate to say it maybe i don't but for example the monastery was like um kind of a mess it was kind of just in some areas it was a bunch of dudes like that were okay with mess yeah mm -hmm. and it was kind of cluttered and chaotic and when it came to your individual space um, it, that was different, but in the group areas, it could be filthy and we would all kind of try to, like, we'd have to enforce rules around cleaning instead of it just kind of being something you did. If there was no rule, would the area have been cleaned? I don't know. So yeah, that's why I was saying like part of man is kind of savage domestication is the injection of the female into their life thus springing forth like the great mother mythology but the protector and both the destroyer you know man does better as like the preserver of what already is maybe but women help spawn new things uh, and then masculinity is the culture behind that which was created, which is the left versus the right argument. 
Democrats usually create new businesses, but Republicans end up running them and keeping them successful. So you have the great mother figure, she that gives life, she that can take away life, she that is both, you know, ferociousness and the definition of softness and love. Um, and without that, you have pure masculinity, which is not the whole yin yang. It's, it's only part of it. You know, it seems to me that feminine energy is, I mean, it's so important. And, and when a lot of times when the conversation happens of male energy and feminine energy, uh, the, the assumption is that it's a one's better than the other type, type just because you're comparing the two. But the, the feminine energy, the, the creation and destruction, the, the love, the, all, all of that is so important to everything that, that, that we as humans and, and the world, you know, value and cherish. And, you know, um, me as I, I'm 100% male energy the majority of the time, you know, because I'm by myself, yeah. right? And, and just in and of itself, that's okay for me. But as soon as there's something else, another living being changing the dynamic, changing the dynamic, it it starts to clash unless the feminine energy is is present. Well, it's like yeah, and and the question is for every man who wishes to travel the world uh, on a on a revolving basis, you know, because there are many of you guys out there mm. just exploring because men are kind of explorers like you're saying women aren't well i'm an explorer i'm a woman I yeah think, maybe it's more rare i think it's more rare for women to be adventurous and explorers. well you know i i think that's kind of the the whole thing is each side of the energy has the aspects of the other side they do right they're they're all one and within each other but it just happens to be that you know like the male energy ends up having this more often and the female yeah. ends up having this more often and that's why same-sex marriages and in relationships can work right because even though they're both males or they're both females, as long as they find that significant other that complements the energy that they don't have, uh -huh. it becomes working. And I don't want to be sexist, right? You know, but and you know, and Helena is usually pretty good at helping me with my potentially sexist ideologies. Mm -hmm. uh, and we we actually agree on a lot of masculine feminine roles, but. I'm just going off of, I don't know, statistics and data and history. Well, you know, so Peter Peterson, I want you to touch in on that though. You think that that's, you think women are also explorers? Like not historically. Mm, no, no I think not historically. I think that's kind of, um, you know, it's not as, common for a woman to be an explorer i don't think you're an explorer for sure no doubt right. you're, you're a risk taker usually aren't risk takers either maybe that's changing and i'm and i'm old-fashioned 
So I'm I just going know. off of like the first people to find a continent. Um, well, well, so uh, Peterson, in one of his lectures that I was listening to, you know, he, he was talking about uh, women versus men and agreeableness. Yeah. And he said, women are more agreeable than men. Okay. And in that statement in and of itself, you know, that can be taken and it's like, what do you mean women are more agreeable than men? That's sexist. But then you, he, he, he goes on and he goes, but the statistic is women are more agreeable than men 60% of the time. Well, that means 40% of the time, they're not more agreeable than men, right? And that's, that's, that's a bloody lot, as Peterson would have said, right? And, and, and so uh, just because your the statistic shows that women may be more this or men may be more this doesn't mean that it's still very close. And even though sex in general separates it, 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 it's more oh. an individual thing um, in in the long run, but like, I, uh, but it happens to be that the majority of women are this, but that doesn't mean all women, you know? right? And I'm I'm that's where I'm lacking in uh, refined um, perspective, and I'm happy to change uh, my my perspective or anything I've said based on a better thing, and. Um, you know, maybe I'm, maybe women um, are close, but do not dominate just that statistic advantage, but they're right behind men yeah. in exploration. But I guess, yeah, it's I hard guess, to say. I guess a lot of women do take risks. Well, it's uh, a different type when of they're risk. younger. Yeah. I think yeah, maybe it's too. also how they were raised. If they yes. were raised by a strong, independent, single mother then they maybe uh, have more ability to uh, take on more risk and to you know live outside the norm. I think genetics has yeah. something to do with it too. You know, uh, in what software do you have that firmed in your brain, right? Uh, were the genes that were passed on to you genes that, that were exploratory, you or know? was it a settler? Or was it, right, or was it a settler? Because all those things in combination with how a person is raised, you know, affect what what, what they go out and do, you know? You're, you're gonna be a lot more likely to do things um, that your biological parents do, even if you weren't raised by them. And, right. and you know, there, there's studies that have blind studies that have taken um, identical twins that were raised by different parents. And they never met each other, you know, but they, they, they were adopted by different people. But since, you know, the, the adoption records show that they were identical twins, were able to see what they do. And, and, and you, you look at the two identical twins that are on completely different, you know, family lives, and they end up doing, making a lot of the same choices and having the same types of personalities. And even to the degree, I think Pinker said in one of his books that uh, you're able to uh, predict what type of fashion they have, what type of music they listen to, what type wow. of TV shows they'll, they'll watch, you know, and it's because the software that, that created them, you know, or that they, they have ingrained in their head. Acquired. 
uh, yeah, pushes them towards these things. And that doesn't say that cultural, you know, that's biological evolution, right? And then cultural evolution, which is how we're raised and stuff and what, you know, we, our communities tell us and stuff, yeah. you know, can counteract that, you know? Yeah, like, so Helena, I'm guessing you're saying if you're, if you're raised with two parents in a nice middle class or upper middle class family or even wealthy, the chances of you needing to take a risk are quite low. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is so true. Helena's, I think, coming from the risk taker. I'm an explorer person because you came up in a traveling family that were like gypsies. Yeah. And and we kind of were surrounded by like just moving around and meeting, you know, going to new schools and things like that. Um, we we're familiar with risk. So yeah. it wasn't as like, you know, it's hard for us. It wasn't as risky. Yeah. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah. So starting a business is risky, but it's it's part of life. It's like, it's fine. It's what I'm familiar with. Yeah. That's just coming from my point of view. Well, when you said predictability because of behavioral that's what people don't like nowadays. That's not PC, right? Predictability. Right. No one, no one wants to be told statistically what they're more likely to do. Right. They want their freedom, their free will, and they want their equality. So women, you know, want to be on the same scales as men, but there are places in society where it's just not the case like peterson's famous comparison the field of bricklaying is traditionally a male dominated field because men are more likely to pick up heavy stuff throughout the day and then get paid for that whereas there's a small percentage of female bricklayers um and when people say we need to pop, like his argument is people say, academics say we need to, or social justice warriors need protest and say we need equality in all places like STEM, right? What is that again? Science, technology, engineering, math. And, and he says, well, what's wrong with bricklayers? <laughs> why, why don't you want to equalize bricklaying? Oil workers. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, fishermen, yeah, uh, a deep sea, are at uh, Icelandic fishermen, which is like the riskiest job in the world. You you know, and, and I'm not sure if I got this from Peterson or Pinker, but um, on that same note, there are a lot of female-dominated uh, industries that are not uh, interested at all in equalizing. Right. If you want to make them okay, let's bring in a lot of men because there's too many females here. Now you get pushback, right? We don't. You, know, you, you start worrying about what the guys are going to do, and you know uh, how is it going to affect the dynamic in the workplace, and and and, and all these things. Um, yeah. And personally, I think you you know I think the statistically speaking, it ends up being able to be said, you know. There's predictability in the male or the female doing 
either or, uh, but I think the genetics plays a, a big role in that too. What was passed on to you for, for the tools that you're able to persevere, learn, how do you do these things? You well, know? yeah, I mean, entire cultures did that and we call it a caste system. Yeah. It was just what your father did, what your mother did, what the family did, and we, we do that too. It, well, you know, we, we still kind of do that to an extent without even thinking about it, right? Um, I, I, not in the social hierarchy sense, but in the what we're interested or job sense, right? Uh, my dad is a musician and my entire family now is musicians. Why is that? Is it because we were raised around him playing banjo and guitar all the time and he wanted to start teaching us? Well, probably a, a little bit. But you know, if if we wanted to gravitate towards sports, we would have gravitated towards sports, right? If we wanted to gravitate towards all these things after we get out of our household, we would have gravitated towards all of them. But for some reason, all of my family is gravitating towards music, even though my dad, as a career, didn't even didn't end up gravitating towards music. There's there's something to be said about what is being passed on. You know. Well, it's the famous quote, uh, he that cannot play sports makes music. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a famous quote? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's, by, by Rajan Shankar. It's the Shapiro argument of like, he's like, look, you can't, uh, I'm never going to play basketball. Yeah. I know that this information. I was yeah. not genetically predisposed to be a basketball player. Um, so you can't force, you can't force the genetics and blame it on like systemic racism or something. Right. You know, and, and, and also, you know, it probably not until the industrial revolution uh, did cultural evolution really be able to start overtake because the technology really started being able to overtake the uh, evolution of caste systems or women doing certain types of work and men doing certain types of work and stuff like that, you know, kind of with the bricklayer thing, the reason, or one of the reasons, you know, women uh, worked in the sewing machines and their husband or sewing houses and the husband would work as a bricklayer is because that's feasibly what they were able to do, right? Like a husband can lift, he's strong, he can go out and work. 15 hours a day doing physically exerting stuff. That's how he was evolved to, to do, you know, where a woman is very detail oriented, being able to sit in long time, long places for long times and focus very well. You know, there, there's these traits that, that and probably a lot of that has to do with raising kids, right? You have to be able to focus on these details and these, this craziness going on inside you. So, you, so, you know, we naturally, well, not naturally, I, I don't like the word natural. I think it should be thrown out of our lexicon. Fair but uh, we, we started um, choosing the, these different orientations, right? And then it wasn't until uh, technology started making it so, oh, well, you don't need all that brute strength anymore. So women can come in and, and do these things. You know, the, uh, the education system, at least the Western education system, um, and this is from uh, Discipline and Punish by Michel Foucault, uh, is where I got this information. Uh, the, the education system started out actually as a way to get men from causing crime and trouble in the streets. 
and, and so now we've separated the education system and the, and, the, and the prison system, but originally it was, we've got all these men creating crime. <laughs> okay, so how do we stop that? Well, we educate them, we put them in schools. You know, we, we, we take them off the streets. You women, have something to do. Yeah, women, they're already doing their stuff. They're not causing crime. They're not doing anything. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about this. They're not a problem, right? Yeah. And, so, and so these monks and or priests or whatever, right? And the, the people that ran the cities started to uh, bring in men and, and, and teach them and put them in school. And, and that's why schools like in Japan and China and, and even in Western civilizations, they were a lot, I mean, high discipline, you know, you would, you, the, the teachers would punch you in the face, you know, like nice. it was, it was really, you know, and also male dominated, but it wasn't like a sexist thing. It was, we needed a way to stop these men from creating crime, from, from going out <laughs> and doing all these things. And, and so then they, they just ended up being educated educated because they needed their time taken, right? I want to tie that into what, what we first started talking about, possibly before we, we were recording. And, or no, maybe we were. By the way, I love your Argyle socks. Oh, thank you. I think they're amazing. Um, all right, so does, is a, and I was wrong earlier. There are women who do what, what you do right yes like there's women who oh and this is like helena's mastery subject peter pan syndrome is a, <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a is a is a to me a local mountain town terminology based on guys who snowboard and mountain bike this can also be in any any town any beach town where there's surf bums. Any town where there's a sport to be obsessed over and you bum your way through life revolving around that sport. Is um, that, what, why is it, can we define Peter Pan syndrome a little bit better? Um, <laughs> Arthur, you might be a great example. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Pan syndrome basically means a guy is not ready to settle down or commit to anything just yet they're having too much fun doing what they're doing I'm a, I'm a perfect example of that. <laughs> i i after i got divorced i started traveling and i said i don't ever want to go back to any of that stuff and everything because i'm having too That's great of time if i if i settle down get a job raise a family then i have to grow up yeah. Exactly. And, and and i don't have to you know i don't want kids because i don't want to have to worry about right. that responsibility That's i don't you know yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, no, i am so <laughs> the is. thing is though it's not just it, it it's it it's, can it's be not just fun like it's ice it's male isolation or human isolation so when i was in the monastery technically i was the same way i did not want to settle into the normal groove of life and the question is does does man's savagery get, like, let's say a man in that position, and, and, and we've seen it everywhere we go with um, the, the bums who, when it's not winter, they're white water rafting, and it's women too, right? Our, our female lead on the white water raft we did last year was a white water rafter bum. Yeah, <laughs> she she in the winter time she taught skiing and snowboarding or whatever, mm -hmm. and in the summer she whitewater rafted. And they in the meantime they live 
in subpar uh, facilities, like, you know, she was in a Very trailer, yeah. like they're poor, but they found a, um, a way to navigate life through, you know, enjoyment, exploring reality through their lens of, of fun and sport and things like that. So for a man, could he, could he successfully live a life that way? And this is kind of going back to where we started about our savagery and, and domestication. For domestication and the family unit, is there settling required? Or is domestication required of the savage, right? The, the Peter Pan, in order to like live life. And like, for example, let's say there's a, if a woman, if an amazing woman came into your life, um, I have a feeling she would like, let's say she was a mirrored character of you mm -hmm. and she had her own Tesla mm -hmm. and she drove around the country and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, you might actually know other <laughs> women that do that. Do you? No. No, <laughs> but what, let's say there is, because there's probably- Or they're I, in a van. Yeah, say they're I, I, in a van I, on their own I know That's a lot popular. of, not specifically Tesla, but yes, I know some females that do so. Ingrid is a perfect oh, example. The traveler Ingrid, yeah. Yes. We love you, my, Ingrid. My, yes, uh, our, our good friend, she is and a she's, traveler. Yeah, she's traveling around, gaining like lives of experience that most people don't get a chance to do, which is amazing. Now, if a man came into her life or a spouse came into her life or a woman or spouse came into your life, whatever, even if they did the same exact thing, I have a feeling like, well, and let me go back to being specific. If a woman came into your life, even though she was identical to you, I have a feeling she would be predisposed to the domestication. And then eventually you two would not travel. Yes, I agree. And that's where I'm not sure if I'm like, people would call me sexist probably. And I'm not tr trying to be, I'm trying to understand patterns in um, relationship and marital um, trends because that's part of my professional work. I think sexism come, so, so a lot of these words that we use that someone is a sexist or someone is a racist or, or someone, you know, I'm still of the thought that those terms come when the individual that thinks that there's some type of superiority in, in the two. Realizing differences does not mean there is a superiority or one is better than the other. I dig it. I like right? that. So, so, you know, we can, we can, talk about how men and women are different without being sexist. Precisely because, because I don't believe that anyone, I don't think that any one path is better than the other. Right. There are just different traits following those separate paths. Right. Like if I was domesticated by Helena, right. Taken from the jungles. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, and maybe Helena was pulled from the mountain of snowboarding and you know, Bali adventures. And then like, it's almost like we domesticated each other. Well, eventually um, 
you know, at least for a woman, it gets old. So I had Peter Pan syndrome as a female um, living in the mountain town and going snowboarding in the winter and mountain biking in the summer and, you know, not making a lot of money, but having like two to three months off a year to travel around and do whatever I wanted. So it, get, it becomes addictive and you want to do it again. And then eventually at some point for a female, at least for me, I was like, okay, I'm getting too old for this. I need to figure out what am I doing with the rest of my life? <laughs> like, what do I need to do to have a successful career or make more money and to settle down and have a family? Because ultimately that's what my goal was. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I think I'm suggesting that men are Whereas better. men have longer time they don't have to but they're settle. better at peter pan yeah because they don't have they, they don't have, have more time yeah. they yeah. Don't, men don't have a biological clock right Correct. they don't they don't have so so when you're when you have the peter pan traveling syndrome for the majority of people you usually don't want kids right there are i mean my brother is a great example of one that had a kid and he's still continuing his peter pan syndrome and traveling with his 10 year old and his wife you right? can make it work and, and they sure. make it work and it's it's awesome and and whatever but uh for the for the majority i think they they don't want kids right and so uh men don't have that biological clock that says okay i'm 35 i really have to think about this right like uh, do i want to be passing on my genes do i need to be stopping and and starting to to settle down domesticate raise a family right a woman has to do that by a certain time a man i can be maybe 60. men's come back maybe men has man has one later in life sometimes they have it when they hit uh, close to 40. so it's not everyone some men continue to be single and enjoying their life doing whatever they do but it's not really balanced so there's always something a good that friend. isn't yeah. um that isn't complete in their life and that's why maybe some of them go down the you know the route of alcoholism or drugs or whatever it might well, it's be because you're the old guy because you're now the old guy yeah. who's a surf bum or snowboard bum yeah exactly it's and you have it, nothing else to do <laughs> well, well and i don't think it's just that there's nothing else to do there's a type of depression that i think starts to set in um when you when, when everyone that you really relate to and has gone through an equal amount of life experience has left and now all you have are settled with family right so now all all you have is these younger generations that are just discovering just learning so they're so excited about all this stuff but then you know they want to go out drinking they want to party they want to do all these things you know and you're like man i'm 35 years old i did that for 15 years i still really want to travel i love the travel but I'm sick of the rest of the lifestyle and the way to stay in the rest of the lifestyle, it, at least in a social way, is by staying with that, right? And so, so it, it, you end up deteriorating because you don't have the, the relation uh, of people that have been through an equal amount of experience. Now you're just a old guy. It's so funny because all of my, my um, like psychotherapy with married people people and, and the, the struggle between man and woman or um, even homosexual couples is, is the same thing. Someone will be masculine, someone will be feminine. Um, and I think a lot of the 
and this is what I was talking about in the, my coaching video this morning. A lot of the trouble with man, I think, is this denial that they're being domesticated and they don't know how to find their um, inner Peter Pan again. Uh, and I called it inner savagery this morning, for lack of a better term. Henry David Thoreau called it his, his animal instinctiveness. And, and when he went into the woods for two years, away from society in a shack that he built to live, he realized he treasured both his intellect because he was brilliant and his animal side. And that was the first time in my studies that I had read a smart person say they wanted to keep part of their animal nature. Everyone else that I had been exposed to throughout history, Plato, Socrates, Marcus Aurelius, to uh, I don't know. I mean, everyone else. Um, no. Well, no. I think that's more balanced having the two. So it's not balanced yeah. when you're just like all. You hear it. classical philosophy says you know ascend above that and become the intellect and become the brilliant man, uh, but then there's this other guy saying like part of me likes my animal side and I was like whoa what and then Peterson Musashi all these other authors that I started to find shortly after were like yeah ultimate balance ultimate yin yang is knowing how to navigate with the animal and the brilliant and the genius like the animal and the genius and that uh you know, uh, Colorado-based uh, Trevor Traver Bohm, uh, friend of mine, who's a male um, kind of coach or masculinity coach, um, says the same thing. And, and it, the book that he wrote has a gorilla on one side and the Buddha on the other. And he calls it the uncivilized man. And, you know, how can you balance the civiliz civilized domestication and that part of you, you know, that animal side of you, um, which is cool. I think that's where a lot of guys, they, they think they have to be domesticated fully. Their wife doesn't know how to teach them about masculinity. So maybe they hope that they have some of that side of them still left, but they, get, they think that the woman, like may eventually blame her with this and resent her for stealing him away it's freedom away yeah and it's like actually it's your fault for not holding to on to that yeah. and defending it so i was giving the perfect example of like martial arts you know and jujitsu it's like my time to be an animal and attain some level of mastery with brilliance and then you go back to domestication and there's that balance um and i think that's where most people want to be. I don't, well, I don't know. well, it has to be about balance, right? Yeah. You know, uh, we, we are animals, okay? If, if, it, if we believe in evolution, which I'm not sure both you guys do, but if, if we believe in evolution, it means that we, have, we have all come from the same thing at some point. Oh, and, and, and all grew over millions upon billions of years into our distinct 
se separate, you know, separate things. But at one point we were all stardust. Okay. And so that, that, that means that there is, you know, it, we are animals. So we have a relationship primarily to primates, but then also to, you know, uh, bovines and, or any type of mammal. And then on a deeper sense down to, to uh, lizards and amphibians, and then to an even deeper sense to crustaceans and lobsters and stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, Peterson. you, 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 you got to bring it in. And, and, and so uh, there, there are, we are animals. And I think modern society has tried to separate ourselves fully from being animals. They, they say, we don't want that. We are better, you know, and it, it talks about this, you know, they, humans are this all power sentient being that has gotten, you know, so much better than everything else on earth, just because we created civilization, right? Like that's that. And so we have to leave everything else behind. But I mean, we've, I was, <laughs> I always forget that, and I was reading an article about it this morning, that we've taught gorillas sign language, you know? And, and so we know that these animals have sentience of some sort, right? And, and, and we may not be able to communicate it and understand it, but, the, but it is there. So trying to fully get rid of the animal in the human, at least in my opinion, is, is a dead end. Mm. You know, we, we, we have to accept that there is animal in humans. We are animals, we are mammals. And, and, and yes, we have control of our cultural evolution and what we, and, and that's a benefit, which is gotten us to where we are, you know, like birth control, right? It goes against everything genetic and biological, but we culturally have decided that it's an okay thing that we want for various reasons, right? So it's not like we're, we're completely controlled by this animalness, but, but there has to be a balance between yeah. the two, we have to accept that we're, we're striving for a balance between them opposed to striving to eliminate one sure. or the other. Right. And that's why women's natural instinct is to want to reproduce yes. and have children. And that's what they're naturally, uh, you know, naturally supposed to do. And then men naturally want their freedom to explore or maybe you know, eventually, you know, uh, take care of the woman, but maybe they need to, the exploring, they need to get that out of their system first. Well, if you see a, a lot of, going back to the animal thing, right? Males get kicked out of the, and at least a lot of mammals, males get kicked out right away. You know, once they become uh, an adolescent, then they're gone and they have to go to their territory you know, uh, and, and, and go, you know, a lot of times these gangs of males end up making their own pack until one of them finds their own and they end up breaking up and making their own territories with their groups of females and, you know, so, so on and so forth. But it's, it's expected that the male goes and finds its own way, finds its own path while the female has, maintains the community, you know. That's and, deep. And so, you know, it's not, Again, culturally, we see some things that don't work with how we've, with that and how we've created our cultures. Okay, well, let's understand that. Let's talk about it. Let's have the discussions. But that doesn't mean that at some point there is something to be said that it is in us as animals and as, you know, mm -hmm. as mammals. 
So don't try to take away my savagery, woman. <laughs> now, maybe there are some women who, who maliciously do that. But I think for the most part, women hope, and that hope is probably genetically inspired, that the male is um, well-balanced already. Well, yeah. And then I remember um, this one woman that I met, I think it was rafting. She mentioned that her ex, um, he would spend more time working out for hours than spending time with her in the evenings. And even when they had their, um, their what is it called? Um, their photo shoot for their engagement photos, he said, oh, I can't, I'm working out. <laughs> that's pretty bad, <laughs> Like, <right? laughs> come on. <laughs> um, so that's where it's an extreme. That's where he, he's just taking care of himself and doesn't even care about, you know, the engagement photo shoot that they had or whatever it might be. And that's probably why they didn't, you know, end up getting married. Um, I think uh, we can all agree that that's pretty terrible. But there are cases of, <laughs> of an ex, you know extreme measures like that, whereas a woman doesn't want to hold the you know the guy hostage. She wants she wants him to do what he wants. But then again, when do you like? You got some responsibilities. Down? Yeah. Well, I think I think the, the uh, so so I'll hit both the general idea and I'll hit the specific situation. Got it. Right. <laughs> so in the general idea, I think I think we're. On, on the same page, right? Uh, that, you know, when, when the priorities really don't match up um, and, and the male is giving so much more to these animal or savagery things or things that aren't about the family, you know, uh, that's, it's not gonna work, right? Um, that, that causes turmoil uh, on the specific, I guess, I guess this is another way to say that though, on that specific, and why they didn't work out and get married is how important were engagement photos to him, right? Mm. I, I kind of laugh at that because I go, who the hell needs engagement photos? <laughs> you know? oh, maybe, but that's not for him to decide. Why is it? On his own. That well, it's well, a cup, so if you're going to get married, it's important that if she wants those photos, even if it's just her, he should like be able to meet her and compromise whether he likes it or not to just do the stupid photos to an to an extent i think otherwise you know, like you know they're getting married they're they're joining forces well, well, right. so that's, that's why why i i think that it's more so on a they have different values Definitely. or yeah, i don't know, think in, it's in different money. values i think he didn't value her as a person he didn't respect her or maybe want to go through with the marriage maybe that's his well, way those are certainly back. different values too yeah yeah like all that is a value well he was probably pulling back if it was someone who he was madly in love with and would do anything for like he probably would have sucked it up and met her halfway and like, okay those let's are the details part. we don't get to hear right yeah. and we don't know his side of the story we just know man chose gym session over engagement photos I, at the face level that sounds terrible but yeah i mean and then in the end of course mystically the bigger picture is perhaps it was perfect and needed to happen for him to actually find and be a part of a family he wanted to. Or, yeah, maybe and for she, her to realize that he yeah. wasn't the one for her. And maybe she 
you know, hopefully she deserves someone who does want the engagement photo. However, I'm not sure um, that in any way you slice it, that's not, it's probably not the best way to go about it. And I would say, even if the man was my very good friend, I would be like, you're a bit of an idiot because, uh, you know, a, a gym session can always be replaced. If you're unhappy about the, the marriage, you know, you, you don't you don't go about this by just not going to the engagement photos and going to the gym or obsessing over something. Um, I think that's passive ag aggression, right? Like avoiding conflict um, because the inevitable truth is I don't love you. Probably in, he was able to communicate like, that. Mm, I love Jim. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna obsess over that, and maybe I'll secretly hide away from this 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 demon of chaos that I hate. So I have a personal story that's kind of like this. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And 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 I'm the bad guy in this. <laughs> okay. You monster. Okay. I'm the bad guy. In this. Well, I hope you learned something from it. I, I did. I learned that I don't. That I'm an animal that wants to travel, and I have Peter Pan syndrome. That's don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> no, but but so so. Uh, I remember, I'm, I can't remember if I was engaged at the time or not, but it was with my future wife and future ex-wife. Uh, and so this is, this is when I was starting to go through kind of, so I, I must have been engaged and I was go, going through my kind of uh, a, a worthlessness depression stage where I was losing my sense of identity and who I was. You're freaking and, out. And, and, and freaking <laughs> out. Well, it, but, but it didn't have to do with the wedding Mm -mm. It, it, it totally had to do with uh, commitment. Oh, um, and, and and what was going on in in my career life, and so I got into this depressive area where all I was doing was playing 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 online MMOs. And, uh, <laughs> Can you what what does that mean for those uh, who are nerds? So it's a um, massive multiplayer online yes so, so think of like world of warcraft or destiny destiny was the specific one that i did uh but you know where you you have the you you build a, a online avatar oh. and then you end up getting a community of friends that you all work towards these goals with each other and you know uh one it, some people make it their entire lives some people make it a once a week thing you know whatever but so i was doing this all the time so I, it was my, my life was get the prepare for the engagement pay all the bills do my audio engineering and play play my video games and, yeah and that that's what it was as a single man right no 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 i was engaged no yeah oh. remember he's uh, oh, so in, oh i don't where is she where's room for her well, you know, she, we, 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 uh, I, that was one of the issues, right? <laughs> you know, in, 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 in well, hindsight, yeah, 2020, yeah. right? That's, that's one of the issues. And, um, not, not that, so I thought because I was providing that that's where she fed it, came in. I'm paying for the rent. Yes. That's I'm, a big one. I'm, oh, you know, no. I'm, that's I'm a buying big all one. the food. I'm doing all the shopping. You you have a you because know that's how a man can translate value into love. 
Right. So it's materialistic. These, well, yeah, it, I'm providing all these things. And so for a woman, you, you know, so now you expect something from her, correct? Well, it's not that I expected something from her. Well, contentment. Well, well, contentment. Yeah. So, so, I mean, she was, she was working, but her job brought in almost no money and she had tons of credit card debt that she was trying, trying to pay off. You know, and so uh, for our life, I felt like she wasn't providing at all, you know, or whatever. So I was like, let me do my things and I'm providing. And, you know, you go and you wait, work, even though you work eight hours a day, you're not putting into the house and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I kind of dismissed a lot of her uh, qualms, right? But so the specific story, so it gets specifically into what you guys said about the photo shoot almost. But so I was playing this video game, right? And uh, she 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 had she was taking the bus to and from work and um we lived three quarters of a mile away from the bus station and so i was i had been doing this thing for like five hours right it was like a five hour quest that you had to go on <laughs> oh, you know and, I, and i'm working with like there's like 15 of us all together and i'm at the very end of it and she calls me and she's like i'm getting on the bus can you pick me up in 30 minutes? And I said, well, I'm in the middle of this thing. I'll, I would have killed you. I said, I'm in the middle of this thing. I'll come pick you up when I'm done. And I thought, I thought the thing was going to end up taking about 30 minutes. So in my mind, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to finish this. Go get her. You know, everything will be great. Right. <laughs> An hour and like 15 minutes later, I get a phone call from her. She's like, I've been sitting here. What's, where are you? Oh What's going God. on? And I hadn't even looked at it. I hadn't even, I thought it had only been 20 minutes, you know, because I'm so wrapped up in this thing that I've got. And I go, I go, babe, I've been working on this thing for eight hours with these guys. If I quit right now, then it ruins it for all of them. You're a three quarters of a mile, mile away. Walk your ass home. <gasps> Who's more important here? Well, the at game. the time, the game was, you know, oh, and, wow. uh, and again, hindsight, right? And uh, so, <laughs> in it, to me, it was just an absolutely ridiculous thing that she was upset about this. I was, I, I, I was like, you couldn't understand. Right, I, I go, you're friend. three quarters of a mile away. I'm providing your car. I'm providing your apartment. I'm providing your groceries. I'm you paying off, helping you pay off your credit card bills. I'm paying for this wedding that I don't want to have because I've told you that I want to get married, but I don't want to have a wedding. I'm doing all these things. Yeah. And you can't even walk three quarters of a mile home to let me get my, you know, day, day relaxation thing with my friends, you know? So that was my selfish, right. you know, uh, uh, a point, point on it. And- um, But if you were doing all those things, you do it out of love. Well, you, you, you do, but you also feel like there should be some, so, so, so Love is a chemical that, you know, it's but you a shouldn't be doing right? all of it, obviously. Well, right, there, there has to be a skin that, that, no, that's what ended up, you know, in, in the end because oh. you know, we're not, we're not married anymore because both of us had our different priorities on, on everything, right? But this was a, you know, thing for me that I, uh, I just didn't get it. And I remember talking to one of my friends, and he was like, Why didn't you just shut the fucking video game off, Bart? No, and that's I, all you had to do, right? And, and, and I was like, Well, Dude, you, you don't know. You this. don't understand. You don't understand <laughs> that I, I'd been spent. I'd, I'd 
spent eight hours trying to do this and all these guys wouldn't have been able to do it with, you know, it would cancel it for them. So it's, so it's not just her, you know, it's, it's my community. I'm affecting my entire community, even though it, you know, it's just, it's just a video. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so what happened? What, was she pissed? Oh yeah, she was pissed. I mean, this got brought up a year later in, in our, uh, oh. in our counseling. You Good. know, uh, that, she didn't that, forget that. No, she, no, <laughs> she didn't forget. forget. You know, it got brought up in our counseling, and you know, we uh, we never got on the same page with it. I want to comment on this while you were telling that story because people can't see us. I was cutting open a persimmon because we're just having a Sunday morning jam session, drinking coffee, and talking story. And I was going to share this persimmon that none of us have had before. And literally, I bit in this thing is not ready and it's entirely made up of sap. So now my mouth is filled with white sticky sap that's bitter and disgusting. How do you know it's not ready? No, I think it's ready. It just is a weird. No, I think like that. that should taste much better. Did you leave better. any for Arthur to try? I don't want him to experience what I just experienced. Well, you're an idiot. You ate the skin. No, I then did another test <laughs> and ate the innards of a nicely custardy like to try it but you can try it no, I, if you want. That, so, so so my question is i have so much to say on that story on so many different levels so so i, I love that story yeah by the way. I'd, I'd i'd love to hear what you have to say but now I'm i have a lot to say about that too. now i'm on the pursuit right so ah! here here's it, this is funny because this is the difference between me and rot which shows the difference between me and raj did you google the best way to eat a person <laughs> Or did you just cut it up and bite into it? Man, I just cut up, cut it up and bit into it. I didn't see, Google it. I, I would, I would have looked. I would have done some research to see what you know, because it's like, and you know, imagine someone just biting into a pomegranate, right? They'd be like, "What?" You know, right. or like if you or didn't know you pineapple. were supposed to peel an orange, right? Damn it. Like you would just, you would just cut it and then you, you try to eat the rind and the peel. So, so. Later, we need to Google the best way to eat a persimmon. We might need to get another persimmon. <laughs> no, I could tell. I have. I already have a lot of respect. No, for it's this ripe. Fruit. It's soft. I, this this thing, if this if I did it right, I, this this would be very good. I have a feeling that this would be great. It's like a mango almost. It's like a, a mango custard mango. without the seed in the middle. Ooh, but something like a mango lychee or something like that. Yeah, but something I did. Well, let's get back on okay, track. Okay, that, that's the persimmon. All right, so that's so funny because um, it's like, it's true. It, you're not that far. Can, you know, in other words, let's agree with Arthur temporarily and say, woman, can't you see he's doing something that, he, that he's doing um and, and i would blame both of you in different ways right can't yeah we, we were both equally and, and this was our the, the entire thing and it's a communication breakdown thing, right is we, is we both did not know how to communicate with each other and and how to how to say these things and really and really work it out so yeah because so for the listeners i know like i look back and i go man yeah all right i probably should turn the fucking video game off, right <laughs> but at the same time it's like couldn't you have just walked you're not that far don't you see what's going on now here in, in lies the communication. 
No, she did not understand what was going on because she does not care about your stupid little video game. Yeah. And it's the same thing if you were in a world tournament for something for that video game where the winning was like a million dollars. She, if she didn't know what was going on, she still would have been like, can't you pick me up and go back to your tournament thing after? It's, it would have been your responsibility to say, all right, I'm about to enter into like an eight hour dumb game warfare thing and I can't do anything around that time. Is that okay with you? And then like, can you leave me alone for eight hours? Mm-hmm. And then- That's a long time. It is a long time, but they don't have kids yet. Or, you know, they don't have kids. So, and, and, and then perhaps destiny would have shaped your future differently. Right. Um, I mean, you both would have ended up hopefully breaking up anyway, but something else would have come up. Right, right, right. Um, and so on her, on her end, it's like, yeah, you know, you're not that far and he's kind of busy. Just, just walk. So maybe the ideal situation is, um, both of you, let's say you do lack communication. The next ideal is maybe, um, she understands and says you can walk, um, or you can put the game away because it's not a tournament and actually go pick her up. But since you're both stuck on the idea that your value is the higher value, uh, no compromise can be made. Um, well, I think also, uh, you know, that, that shows how important communication is before something happens. Yes. You know, and, 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 how much also assuming things on someone's part can ruin things because the downfall really in all honesty, wasn't that I was playing this video game or doing whatever. It was that I assumed it would only take a certain amount of time. So I committed to something and then totally did not live up with my commitment because of that assumption. Yes. Where if she had called when she had called and said, hey, 30 minutes, I'm going to be at the bus stop. I'm getting on there right now. Can you pick me up? If I had said, you know, I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff. Can you walk home? Probably would have been a completely different situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll often attack aggression with aggression. Compounding aggression is anger, rage. Right. You know, instead said, you know, phone, phone rings. Hello. Just you know and then automatically you're it's the classic story i give where husbands taking out the garbage or or about to take out the garbage what yeah making eggs for avoiding eggs for you or whoever so husbands taking out the garbage wife doesn't know that she's downstairs and she and so right before she yells up hey can you take out the garbage he cuts himself taking out the garbage and so she says, moments later, he's bleeding and, you know, anomaly, spontaneous danger, potential. Uh, his mindset is altered. Hey, can you take out the garbage? And he's like, what the fuck? I am taking out the garbage. Can't you see, you know, right? Like, yeah. can't, don't you know what's going on in my head right now? Right. And, yeah. uh, and she's like, what the hell? I just asked you a question. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden it's like, what's his problem? And thus we have a situation where, you know, um, they both can alter 
the reality by kind of understanding the other person cannot see them or know them deeply enough at that moment. So wife scenario infinity in another universe says, can you take out the garbage? Um, husband responds aggressively. Wife says, oh my God, something must be wrong and goes to his aid. And why can't that happen? That's right. the exciting part. Of, well, that's what Cubby says the exciting part about life is. Maybe it could. And then we have an ideal world. Yeah. So try it. Like, that's the exciting thing. Well, I have a question for Arthur. Yeah, what's up? When well, you met her, were you into your gaming? Not to like, that extent. Good question. Okay. When I met her, uh, it was just maybe an hour or two a week and and, and, and re really so the, the the gaming started when my depression started right? because it was the, this world this artificial world and, and i don't play video games anymore you know right. um that's and, so funny and, and, and yeah because and, karmically it just came in at the right time to make things happen wow. and you don't even you're not even into it after and 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 so you know uh but it became it became a thing as I uh working, you know, a lot, right? Well 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 I had stress. I no, because I I had quit my job. Oh, you quit. And so all this time, More time ended up and I was becoming depressed because I was I, I had just left salary to to independent work and the independent work, even though it was paying, it wasn't, you know, I was I was stressed about do you know being an independent contractor and all these oh. things and so i escaped yep. into so these... instead of you going out trying to find another job or a better job you kind of you well, know well yeah and you know i i, I had the problem and i and, and to be honest i still kind of have this problem with the blogging stuff is i find these ways of income where it sustains me just enough to where i don't have to struggle to go look for something that's better even though i know that there's something better out there and so th this was exactly the same situation then is that even though I knew that I should get a better job, I would, uh, you know, it would make me happy if I got a better job, you know, all, all those things or whatever. I was like, well, I'm, even though I'm unhappy with that, I'm making enough money to still provide and do all these things. That's just exactly what I'm going to get. So your gaming was your out, was your out, you know, your fantasy world. Going yeah, into yeah your exactly. Fantasy I, I created world. this world, right? And yeah, also in Los Angeles, you know, uh, I didn't have uh, like a community of, of friends. All and you might relate with this. Uh, all my friends were friends through her, and uh -oh. and so since I didn't have my community of friends, I created it in the video games. Got it. And and she, you know, so then there was that, you know, not able to understand that this was my. You know, I'm whether it was positive your, or negative because it actually your, ended up yeah. being more negative than positive. But I created my social avatar and my world in in and of that. But again, um, all of this was a amazing learning experience that has gotten me to the oh, point that I'm happy with today. Right. So uh, and yeah. the idea it's the the ideal here is the like the the conception of it all happening, the moment it's all created is what should have happened. Hello, love of my life or whatever. I think I'm depressed <laughs> and I need help because, uh, or we need to talk about this because I'm 
getting into, into gaming and I'm trying to escape from something. Yeah. That's where we don't get to. We, right. we, we for many factors, um, men, women, everyone does it. It's, it's, uh, we get to the, the, the part after and the house is like already burning down when in the beginning, someone needed to just turn off. The oh yeah. Stone. By, the, by the time I acknowledged, you know, in, 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 I was getting depressed. She was getting overly anxious. And so both of our mental things that we didn't want to really talk about were compounding upon each other and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And by the time we both acknowledged it, the house was already on fire, right? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, no matter what fire department we called, <laughs> you know, they weren't, yeah. they weren't going to be able to get it down because we had been uh, avoiding. And I think probably for each other, right? I don't want to make, make her deal with this. She doesn't want to make me deal with these things. We're both strong people. We can deal with these things on our own. Um, the, the, the value of independence, the value of solving your own problems, right? You know, not wanting to hinder others, you know, and it created this lack of communication, right? You know, that's uh, which, what makes it so difficult being in a relationship in your 20s when you're still both discovering who you are and, um, and creating a career path or, mm -hmm. you know, making friends or figuring out, you know, what you're doing and you both are kind of struggling and then you come together and you either support each other or maybe you're not mature enough mm -hmm. to do that so then you break up yeah. because of that yeah i think not being mature enough to do that stuff is, is is a huge thing you know maturing your mind is is something that i think you know it's not given enough value to, to, to really find the maturity to, of, of going through struggle and growing up and figuring out how, how to deal with these, you know, demons yeah. for whatever that's going on. You know, um, I, I think that just the lack of that causes a lot of these issues that we, that we as humans end up finding ourselves in, at least in American society. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you said American society. I well, because I, I don't know much about the world, right? And so I don't know about, uh, uh, I haven't studied different cultures all that much. Um, I might know their history, but I don't know their culture, right? Yeah. And, and, and so I don't want to speak on uh, something that I could be completely wrong about. Well, I will say this, um, religious cultures around the world don't go through uh, similar things as often. So religious couples tend to be happier stay together longer mm -hmm. right they have meaning they and have purpose built yeah. into what they're doing and it's this um widespread uh, atheism i think and, and lack of culture in general that aids to so many unhappy people and it comes out in relationships because we're i think we're like i think we're in a good relationship but i actually don't have anything else going on in my life so this is probably just the next best thing whereas um, a religious uh, or, uh, you know, or heavily cultured individual has a small tribe, a community guiding them. They kind of know what they want before they have to find someone. Right. And then everything kind of works out. And that's not, that's not every case, but uh, according to statistics anyway. Um, I think Pew Research too even says that, which 
you can't trust everything from Pew, but I think it's uh, well, a lot of people like to trust Pew, though. So, you know, the, fact, like that they, the yeah. fact that they say that gives a little bit of that validity, at least in that sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. We have no more desserts from Thanksgiving. Finally. Disgusting. Now we need dessert. No. You can have a little bite there if you want. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Well, he wanted to try it. I do, I do not try you it. You have to let him try it. Did you? Did the part that you had was that lack of? Was that good? So if you tasted, it has a film aftertaste. That's the like sap I'm talking about. Or something. So you think it's sweet because of so the, even you didn't the texture. You know, even and then you. all of a sudden you're like, oh, what is this? That's why I'm saying, why would you ask him to hurt himself? He's not hurting hurt himself. He's serious. It's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible experience getting that terrible. white film in your mouth. I mean, like you would want to know. I would want to know. It's a it's a condition of tropical fruit when they're not ready. They have no, that. It's, it, they're it's right. This is right. I think it's right. I think it's just like. Did it happen? The sap? No. No. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like sticky. No. Gummy. No. Try a bigger piece. <laughs> yeah, well, keep going till you do. Yeah. You must have that cranberry in your mouth. Well, I, th I actually I thought maybe it was the crust because there's grain that could absorb that sap. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have that much in your mouth? Crust. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I've got the leftovers of in my teeth. Well, right? is what you had good, or what didn't taste like much? It didn't taste like much. I didn't. Don't see. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have a big enough piece. Where. So was the persimmon not ready to cut up? No, I think it was. I think it was ready to cut up. I mean, it feels like it's totally ripe. Um, now I'm trying to make it feel. I'm sm I smooshed against the roof of my mouth. Yeah. Is it just a custardy fruit at this point? So I got the film. Gross. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's. I would, gross is not the word that I would. No, it's just true. I would have so so if I would have thrown it away. But it didn't really taste like anything. Oh, you got, you didn't get. I didn't. I took a bigger bite than everyone. Yeah, it tasted. I ate like an entire slice without the skin, and it was intense. <laughs> you were saying men should not play video games. I'm saying that I would not want to date a man that plays video games because I am not a woman who likes video games. If I was a woman who was also into video games, it would be completely fine. And we could do that together, but I'm more, more of an outdoorsy, adventurous type of person. So being inside, cooped up for eight hours playing games, like I think that has to do with like growing up with a brother. Right who was enamored by Nintendo. Right. And my mom literally had to take it away from him. Right, yeah. For him to get anything done. Like he yeah. would completely ignore her, he wouldn't do any chores, he was lazy, didn't do anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way in hell I'm gonna be with someone who likes video games because of that. So I think it's interesting that you said if they listed it on their profile, right? Right. Because I don't think it's video games or a hobby in general in itself that uh, it could be bad, right? You know, if someone just 
play if if I still played video games every once in a while, you know, whatever. I do it for 30 minutes an hour. Okay, if you know, uh, I'm dating someone that doesn't that that will do it for 30 minutes what or has a hobby that I don't really enjoy that does it for 30 minutes an hour, a couple hours, whatever, right? But if you list some it, list something in a profile, mm -hmm. that shows that it is you that person feels it is so much a part of them that they have to put it there. It is part of their, I, and I hate the word, but it is part of their identity, right? And so if, if, if you put, I am a video game player, that means get ready for me playing video games all the goddamn time. If I say I'm an audio engineer, that means get ready for me sitting around listening to uh, a two second audio clip on of a drum on repeat for hours trying to figure out the best frequency range of it you know if i say i'm a hiker or an outdoors person that means get ready for me spending More days with you out in you know in these things right well, so hopefully you'd be inviting a significant other on these adventures with you well, well, hopefully too, but as, as looking at the profile, I think it, it almost comes on the responsibility of the other person to say, okay, I am not able to be okay with someone that, that has this as part of their identity, right? Because that's when the, 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 the fact of it being such a huge part becomes important becomes important and I'm I'm not able to connect with that. I'm not able able to to see and do that. Uh, which is, is is tough about anything that people quote unquote identify with. So then back to your relationship, how long did that last after that? Oh it, I think it lasted um so this was probably it probably lasted about a year, year and a half after that. Uh, we weren't married yet, so so oh, we weren't married. We, we were engaged, engaged. So, like I said, there were there were anxiety issues that grew with her while my depression issues were growing, and it got to probably about four or five months after that, and a few months before the wedding, her anxiety got so bad that uh, we. We couldn't even like get in a car with me, get in a car. But you still decided to go through with a wedding. Yeah, and we shouldn't have. Like there were talk, there were talks, but we thought it was wedding stress, right? We thought, oh, we, right. Yeah, right. We, we were like, you know, because we talked about it. We're like, look, things are, your anxiety is really bad. I'm getting depressed. Like, are these signs that we shouldn't get married? And we, we went, well, none of this existed for you know, I think we were together for four or five years before that, right? So we're like, none of this existed until the last couple months, few months, six months, you know, it mu must be, it correlates with our engagement. So yeah. it must be the engagement, right? Let's go through, you know, and then. I wonder what the percentage of people that think that that's the engagement oh, and it ends up being just they're not compatible and then they end up breaking up like shortly after they get married. Yeah, I think tons. Um, or maybe not necessarily shortly after they might, you know, who knows how long they try to make it work, or, right? Yeah, which yeah. is which is the downfall of us as humans, right? Spent spent uh spent time. What's that that fallacy called? Um 
there's an actual fallacy that they call it where you you invest so much time into something that that you're unable to uh you want it to work yeah, yeah. realistically give up you stay in the job longer than you should you stay in the uh yeah, relationship like, yeah. that you you know hmm. uh, longer sense. than you should because because you've spent so much time committed to creating it that that uh you'll you'll have lost all well, that not value. only that a lot of people are fearful of breaking up with someone because then they don't know then they're on their own and yep. a lot of people don't like to be alone yep. um they have no one to talk to like they used to so a lot of times that's why they stay with yeah. a significant other well, yeah i mean and that was that was like i said that was a big thing for me too she she was my LA person in la right especially after i uh left my bigger jobs in the music industry that took 16 hours a day and can totally consumed me you know now it's just like oh god damn it's it's just you and me now if i lose you i lose everything right you know which uh, maybe you needed to reach your rock bottom in order to rise up oh i definitely you i think everyone to really truly rise needs to reach a rock bottom at so, sure. some point you know it, it doesn't have to be a rock bottom in life but there has to be something that you know it hits the bottom and, and, and it triggers you to go okay i need to take care of myself to take care of myself i mean that that, that happened after we got divorced i really hit rock bottom you know man i never thought my life would well, that was well. the drugs yeah I, well i got back into drugs uh and you know um but look at you now you're have, you love your life yep, you're exactly. traveling around you lost a ton of weight like you're fit as you know fitter than you've ever been right yeah you know in, in, in all all these things i always say you know it i am thankful for how low my life has gotten at yeah well said you know because if it hadn't gotten that low and I'm thankful for the strength to get out because it, I mean, it's hard to get out, but, oh, yeah. but you know, if, if it hadn't gotten that low, I wouldn't have known that I needed to build these strengths and get to these points to, to the point in life where, <laughs> where I'm happy with everything, right? 2020 COVID year is the best year of my life, which is crazy <laughs> for, you know, I, I just can't connect with so many people and so many things right now because it's like 2020, 2020, oh my gosh, this sucks. I'm just like, I'm living it up. Mm -hmm. 2020 did not suck for us. Well, we did a lot. Yeah, we did so much. Um, we made the most of it, I guess. Well, I don't remember it, ever letting something called coronavirus change the things I still needed to do. Still got to go places. Still got to do stuff. If anything, it helped you to transition into a better career. COVID wasn't the reason. I stopped being a personal trainer. It was? Who was it? Well, I'm thinking of Denver. COVID wasn't the reason I left Denver. Correct. Leaving Denver then opened up all these other things that were happening simultaneously along with personal training. But COVID is what sped I everything up. Well, I'll, I'll sped everything up, but also once you moved here, right, you had your whole thing going and then because of COVID, you, you weren't able to uh, 
get to the point that you wanted to. True, true. Right. And and so you had to start looking for these other opportunities, you know, uh, to, to, to figure it out because things didn't work out as, as you were planning. True. I guess I capitalized because of COVID. Yeah, opposed to, you know, I, I think the problem, the, the issue a lot of people are having with COVID is they feel like it's, they can't do anything because of it. They can't push their life forward. Everything is just stopped. Everything is just shut down. Opposed to you, you said, okay, I can't do these things because of COVID. I'll just do something Okay, else. now I have to look to do something else because, because I have to make things work. And, and I think a lot of people are um, pivoting because yes. of COVID. I, I, I think- I And think, doing even better. I think the ones that are pivoting are, are becoming, are pivoting and becoming successful in good ways. I think a lot of people that are letting the, the COVID kind of just distract them or take over or whatever, you know, um, that, that, that holds, holds some people back. Oh, well, we were talking about that earlier in the morning. Um, people are, have trouble leaving things, taking risks, remove you know, re rewriting the script of who, their story yes friends in chicago cannot get out of chicago even right. though they need to they have opportunities to get out of it but they just taking that risk to uh into the unknown right yeah. um yeah fear of the unknown and the what you said you know that famous quote i need to be prepared uh before i take the leap I need to have everything set in place and then I can take a leap. And it's like, at that point, it's not a leap. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the, but you'll, the reality is you almost never have anything prepared. And I think we realize that even with, you know, as most parents probably realize it's not, not necessarily things are going to be in place before you have a kid, you just got to have the kid. And as you go, you continue to get things in place there is no, I mean, I don't think life should be uh, pretend of everything's in place and this is how it stays. I think that's, that's not a good life. Well, well, you know, if everything is how it is, then we can't have progress. Yeah. And, and I think it's so funny that, that depression hits. <laughs> uh, I think it's so funny yeah. that progressives call themselves progressives because it really in the end is all about not progressing. Yeah. Oh, weird. Well, let's, let, what does that even, what does that even mean? That statement in itself. Yeah, I'm just trying to dissect that in my own mind. Um, the very ideology that they're going after is uh, not progressivism or. No, oh, no, we're not going to politics now, are we? Uh-oh. <laughs> let's not. Okay. <laughs> it's not my forte. Yeah, you know, it's it, it really isn't my forte at all either. It just gets, mine. It, it, it gets so wrapped up into philosophy in the modern time. Yeah. Right? Well, her dad's a great example. Like, he's not into politics, but he knows he likes freedom. Yeah, and he can tell his freedom is being taken away. He's not okay with that. I don't think you have to be a political genius to uh, know what you like yeah. and what you don't like. And... The scary part about it is, I don't know, I think the more you find out about politics, the more you realize how powerless you are. When we, we tout an ideology of the country that 
you know, we the people and, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how powerful we are anymore. Well, well, what is power, right? Is, is, is power the, the individual being able to go and create things for themselves? You know? I think, but what I'm talking about is um, going against something that um, a political trend is going towards and um, being stuck in a majority. I think our politics is basically just majority politics. Yes. And if you're not part of the majority, you are alienated. Like, I'm, I'm not against the Christian, I mean, I'm not against the gays, gay marriages, right? That's fine with me. But what if, if I was, I'd be screwed. Because now the entire country legalized gay marriage. So we just alienated everyone who morally believes that that's wrong, right? This is a tough argument for me. I'm trying to play someone else because I, I, I think it's a great thing. I'm not against it at all. Um, I know Ben Shapiro is, and yeah. I respect Ben Shapiro, but um, I don't know, he's, he's a Jewish guy. So they're against, I guess he's against uh, gays marrying. Well, you know, so I think there's a couple things to hit there. And I think one of them is what is the value of marriage, both spirit, spiritually and legally, okay? I don't see any value in legal marriage. Tax cuts. In some senses. In some senses, people get taxes raised. You know? So it depends on where you live. Well, if you're in the military, you... you make more money. And you get more money towards housing. Okay, so it, would the issue be then... Um, is marriage legally valuable or should we be able to just have a significant other, you know, should the government be able to decide what is valuable or not, right? You know, uh, well, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm so, I'm, I'm, that's why I attempt to empower the individual, um, you know, more, you know, exponentially all, you know, all the time, because without individual power, I don't know what else we have. I don't think we have societal power. I think we have individual power and we can make our life what we want it to be. But on a political sense, a, a, a very weak area of my, my intellectual research, um, I'm not quite sure I feel like, for example, my vote in California matters. Right. Right, so in that sense, I gotta move if I want my vote to mount. Yes. So I guess in that sense, I do have the power because I can always move to where my, my electoral votes would favor me. Um, and I have that power. So maybe power is as relative to where you are in time and space. So, so um, on the uh, marriage part, I think that, uh, you know, I think Ben Shapiro is, a, is kind of a good example because he, you know, as, as his orthodox Jewish beliefs are, and not saying all Orthodox Jews believe this, but he does with his family, uh, that gay marriage should not be, right? right? But he doesn't have a legal qualm with it. He just has a religious qualm with it. Uh -huh. so, so when Dave Rubin 
invited him to uh, him his and friend. His, 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 he's friends with Dave Rubin. When, when Dave Rubin invited him to him and his husband's wedding, Ben said, look, I love both you guys, but it's against my religion to, to you know, and so no, I'm not, I'm not going to come to your wedding. You know, I, I, I really appreciate the invite. You know, and and uh, he left it at that. Oh wow! So, you have to respect him for that. So, what oh, yeah. would the solution then be? Make return marriage in and of itself, and the importance of it to a religious belief type thing, where where your your culture or your values can decide it and keep it out of the government, right? Because it's like the problem. So another problem with with marriage and government, like if you're not married. Um, and so, so like if I was gay and I had a significant other and we weren't, or even if I wasn't gay and I had a significant other for years and I died, but I didn't have a will, he or she would not get any of my stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and she wouldn't have, he or she wouldn't have any legal claim and marriage is what makes that legal claim. And so is the solution making marriage available to everybody or is it changing the fact that marriage is what allows us to do that mm -hmm. does that make sense mm -hmm. and and you know i think that's more so the 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 better way to look at things is not well everyone needs to be able to get married it's like no we have to reassess where is marriage important what does it mean and you know do because if, if you guys never got married married or whatever you know would it on anything besides a legal basis change anything in your lives and i mean that's kind of a rhetorical question but you know just just to go at, with an example of you know two significant others that are having planning on spending their life with each other having a family with each other whatever but you're not engaged or married yet right and so will that marriage actually like definitely change everything or if you never got married would would nothing change mm -hmm. besides on a legal basis mm -hmm. um kind of went off so my argument to people have always been uh you getting married is a samskara in the hindu sense it's a it, it's a public impression a public and an individual impression on your mind that um helps you clearly see the dedication you've now vowed yourself responsible to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Without that, I think a lot of relationships go south because no one feels quite ultimately responsible. Right. And perhaps, perhaps a child is actually more powerful than a marriage. I don't know. Like we're not married, um, we're, but we're having a baby. Uh, maybe that's enough of an impression and we don't get married. I don't know. Helena's never been fond of like, we have to get married, we have to get married. I used to be that person. But now I'm like, well, I'm not sure if we really have the time right now or what that means. What are the consequences of getting married? I'm not sure we, we maybe I'm not sure we need to right now. Maybe I'm not sure I, we I should right now. Um... Like you said, there's stress that comes along with planning. And at the moment, we're already, you know, dealing with a lot of changes. Um, multiple projects on multiple both of our ends. That are going on. The country. Yeah. So that's kind of, 
yeah marriage is kind of you know planning a wedding is like the least of our worries right now and you know we can deal with that when things kind of settle down plus with corona there's no point <laughs> but at the same time like i had a friend who i used to coach through a divorce and um, helping her reemerge as a new person in society and um her the person she split away from they were together for 15 years or 20 years three kids never got married husband video gamer not very responsible uh messy you know um stuck in a world of you know not needing to get a job so he didn't and things like that and had to be told what to do over and over and over again uh, so just kind of like a teenager almost so I saw a big red flag in that relationship early on when he did not take the commitment of marriage seriously and never proposed. Um, but maybe that's not for everyone, you know, like, because like, let's say we never get married. I don't think that'll be a downfall. Of Why our... didn't she propose to him? That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Probably Why? Because he would have... say no, if he doesn't want to get married. You know, what's the point of proposing to someone if they're going to say no? Well, I'm not sure that was his belief. I'm just like, no one asked anyone. So it was like, you know, but it, yeah, that's a good question too. Maybe she should have asked and why not? We saw that while we were snowboarding once on the top of a, a peak, there was a, a proposal, a, a, a lady asked a guy on the really? top of a mountain. That was cool. That was cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure I, I think I have the same beliefs, but my beliefs are more nuanced now than ever. And there's extremely case specific and there are so many factors. I have a hard time saying this belief applies to the rule in general. I almost never believe that yeah, anymore. Everyone's different. Well, you know, I think with marriage itself, the reason that people want the government involved in it is because they're atheists. Okay. If, 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 if you're religious, the government marrying you doesn't really matter, I don't think. Because you have your community, you have your church, you get you married in your church, you're able to do that, all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. When you're an atheist, you don't have... Oh, a body to... All that. You tie know? it together. Exactly. So it, you, 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 you see this thing happening societally that all these people have that it's so important to them and they love it and, and, and this and that, but yet you don't have that, right? So I want that. The government should allow me to get married, mm -hmm. you know? And okay, now now it's on the government, right? Which when when you have a government thing, it becomes, you know, more complicated. I, I, see, I see value in, in, but I don't see why atheists can't just be, you know, why does marriage have to be this thing, right? Like they, they're like, well, let's get married. We'll marry each other with our groups of friends and you know someone is, is certified or whatever but you know that legal thing i don't get i don't get that you know mm -hmm. it just shows commitment right exa exactly and, like and, and, to one another and, respect for one another yeah so he's saying keep it to the individual level don't well, take it to the some women level. want to know that they found someone that isn't oh doesn't always have like one foot out the door kind of thing he's committed to her so i guess what i'm saying is oh legal re repercussions maybe right well with 
you know, be like, well, why do you want to be single? Why do you want to, you know, not be married? Then they question that and like, okay, is it because it's easy for you to leave me if you found someone else? So it's basically, it's something that, you know, a lot of women prefer over men. So, so men it's don't all need women's against... fault, basically. <laughs> no, it's all yeah. men's fault because they have a hard time committing to one person. Right. I, Arthur is saying, uh, well, they could still get married, yeah. right? And, and, the, and, and the woman could still feel that huge value of marriage or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I'm Take saying the government in, out of in, it. in the atheist way, they don't have any body to officially do that, which is, which is where I think the, the, the problem comes in. So because they don't have a body to officially do that, then they say, well, we still need it to happen. We get the government into it. You know, when everyone else has a church that will do it. Does that make sense? I don't think I understand what you mean by body. Like when you're, when you have it, when you're religious, yeah, you have a church, but also the government knows. Well, well, the, the government knows, right? But, but you don't care about the government, right? That's, you don't, you don't go to the courthouse to get your, your, your thing. You have it they all They do. Done. Why would they not? That's part of the marriage license. But you do, so it, it, so like me, when I got my marriage license, you know, we went to the courthouse and we actually said, since there wasn't a church involved, we had to have the judge do it. The judge married us. Yeah. Okay. In a church, the priest marries you. So you still go get a marriage certificate, but it, I'm saying that certificate in itself is, doesn't have any value. Yeah, because I'm mar I'm helping Mary, Adam, and Julie. Correct. They have two steps now because I'm not uh, an ecclesiastical priest or All you body. have to do is be an officiant. Yeah, but uh, the state wants them uh, legally tied by uh, someone who qualifies. <laughs> I can't say in the power invested in <clears throat> the state of, I can only say in the power invested in me. They have to then go and it's something legally that says that that the judge <coughs> allowed it that's not how it works for me it's different um in every in different states but okay it's unusual to not have to have a judge do it if uh, a priest doesn't do it i've never heard that before <clears throat> yeah i don't every not every state allows you to just call someone an officiate of a wedding well, well, or there are ministers and officiants well, online that are <coughs> like if they're ministers too. You don't have to get married in a church. Well, you right. can still pay them to get married. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but someone has to marry you. Yeah. Right. Right. So so that's Arthur's contention. Yeah. So so someone in, in if I'm Catholic, I can have my wedding at the church, and the priest has. They don't have to go to the courthouse. The power and say, to do all that stuff, right? If I hire an officiant, the officiant has the power to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, if I don't want an officiant, I have to go to the court, and then a judge has that power to do that stuff. I'm saying I don't understand why all that has to why you have to have an officiant to be able to do all those things. You're saying deputize anyone so that they can marry. Is well, that, I'm, well, well, technically, if we're living together, we're considered 
common law. Common law mar marriage. <laughs> Only after seven years in the no, state No, it's after the first year for most places. What state? As long as you're living there. I don't know about California. I don't know, I know if California Colorado. has that seven-year thing. I think California is a seven-year. Um, We'd have to Google it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, typically it's seven years, Google but I think things might have changed because when I looked up in Colorado, it was basically if you're living with someone, you're common-law married. <clears throat> but what about roommates? Well, roommates, obviously, you're not sleeping in the same bed with them. Why? There's tons of places like in New York you City could where say four that, or five then? people yeah, I don't know. share the same say, same room because you know they, they have five people in a one bedroom apartment and so a, a, in each room. So you're saying a common law marriage is uh, I don't know. You'd have to look that up. I know it's different, but state by state. Um, at least when I got married in California, I think it was seven years. But so 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 what I'm saying is the the the, the value in the marriage comes from that feeling that commitment that it comes that, from the the feeling that you're one you know you're a community yes, you're one and yes and I totally and I totally get that and and I think that originally a religious person a religious body is, is is what gave you that and so that's where the importance came in right well it's also merging families together yeah. and make getting everybody involved yeah. and getting everyone's approval yeah 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 and all of that was three years three years okay and and all of that was done uh through through a church you know and then then atheists they didn't they didn't have anyone to do that so the government then took on that role and uh I don't see why the government has to have any anything to do with do with it. Classical libertarian, because it's all it, it it is exactly what you're saying. It's about the community. It's about your families coming together. It's about you know uh, you guys committing fully with your life together and all that stuff. And, and none of that has anything to do with government. No, and emerging names because say if you raise a child and um, you know they're going to school. You know the, the the parents or the teachers may not know what to call you know their <clears throat> parents mm -hmm. kind of thing and um then it's good for the kids knowing that mommy and daddy are married maybe i don't know yeah i i, th I, I think a lot of those are ideas are the reasons why people say that you know we, we should have marriage right and, and i understand i don't think there's this. anything wrong with it if yeah. you're committed why not well you're not a libertarian Arthur's a libertarian. I am a libertarian. Oh, well, I don't know what that means. He's, he'd rather the government not be involved in a lot of things. The, I, I think well, that... they don't have to be, but you're getting benefits. Why not? A lot of times... You're, well, why are you it, well and that's my question is why are... They want you to be married. You're not meant to be alone in this life. The government is saying you're not meant to be alone. Now, you that's a dangerous a thing to say. The government? Yeah. <laughs> the oh. government's going to tell me... I'm just saying like, <laughs> in general you'll live you know I think maybe there must be studies how like couples are happier more content yeah, probably, yeah. and you know more fulfilled yeah. in a relationship yeah. than single yeah. um, people yeah I mean I can totally agree and respect but that, what does that have to do with the government at all and I think they're just giving you benefits to being married you're like, okay, if you want to, you know, make this commitment, we'll give you some money off, some, you know, break, tax break or whatever. Why not? 
see you got to think more critically than that why not i don't see you're taking it I don't for face see... value and not not expanding or extrapolating that thought in your mind of all the other people all the other situations and scenarios where it, that doesn't apply does not apply well or you could just move to thailand and do whatever the hell you want and not have anyone you know government to you if know the changing of citizenship what so so th this is actually interesting um you don't really uh, appreciate what you have until you see what other people. Oh no, have. I totally get that. I think America, you know, I think America is like the, the, the. So this is the greatest country. Yeah, I, I, I totally, <laughs> I totally, sure. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I, th I think that uh, the 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 reason that is is because it is less involved in Thailand and in all in all those places, the government is, is actually way more involved in the controlling of what their people can and cannot do. Um, and, but also, so about the just getting up and leaving, leaving someplace, you know, I think we should be able to. I think, I think that in every single country, the, the, this becoming a citizen of a, of a country should be way easier than it is. Way easier. Um, you, you, you know, it costs, so, so for the application to become a US citizen, it costs just for the application. It's an eight hundred dollar filing fee. Wow, really? Yeah, just for the application. I didn't know that. It, it, it. I don't know an exact number, but it costs thousands of dollars for someone to become a U.S. citizen, and that's just ridiculous. You know, you sh you should you should be able to say, "I want to be a U.S. citizen. I I really love your stuff. You know, uh, I should be able to work my way into your society, prove that I love America or whatever. You know, whatever. And we we should we should welcome people in with with open arms." You know, um, as, as, as the libertarian thing, I think, I think that if a government has power, it should be on a very small level, because the entire world, the, the entire country is too big to deal with other people. Everyone is, all individuals are too unique, you know, and and so what what what's going to be a solution for me might not be a solution for you, and it might not be a solution for Raj. And so to try to say that there's a one size fits all solution for a country the for a country is uh, just unrealistic, I think. I do think that there are one size fits all solutions on a small scale for starting at least with the family, that you know, the most more power should be in families, then in communities, then in states, and then in the government in the last. So I think the federal government should have uh, very low taxes and its responsibility should be interstate commerce and foreign relationships um, and like military and stuff and then everything else should be on a state and a city basis that way if people want to change things they can realistically do it you know uh, you can show up at city hall and you can meet your mayor you can get involved in your community you can you know, change these things and, and you have a community where everyone knows each other, works together, you know, does stuff together on, on the bigger the scale, the harder it is to actually care about the other people. Now, going to what I said earlier about power, um, you as a libertarian outlining those beliefs, um, do you, I mean, what what power does a libertarian have given that this isn't a libertarian uh, majority country? Well, so. So should you even be politically involved 
and I'm asking for myself and like all of the people who are kind of weirded out by politics and everything they see on social media. You know, I, I think that they're, I don't know. Um, it's tough, right? Because it's like at the end of the day, do you have time to like live your life and well, exactly help shape society? Exactly. So, so, you know, freedom wasn't a, a concept until Magna Carta back in the 1200s, but then it wasn't really a thing until America. Um, you, you, you had freedom on different scales, but uh, it, it, America is, is what brought in the power of the, the individual uh, as, as the important, as, as the, the defining characteristic. Right. And then, and so that was in 1776. And then, you know, slowly the rest of the world starts, starts following. And so not until the late 1800s did you have uh, the majority of Europe trying to figure out how to have democratized, uh, be democratized, right? They were all monarchies that had, had gotten broadened down, right? And so now in the late 1800s, you have people trying to work out problems with each other, trying to figure things out. And now you have individual people trying to make their things worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And right afterwards was World War One and World War II. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you look at, at, at a lot of the causes of each, at least, from the support side, it, it, a lot of the causes come from these very com complex situations of, of, of people not being able to look past their community. And so, and all these things are changing in their community and they're not able to see big pictures and they get given almost too much power, right? To, to, to define things. So it becomes hard where, where and that's why I say the communities should have the most power opposed to a federal government because that's where you're able to know what's actually going on and have a realistic sense. Um, yeah, and I think I, I feel better about my position after that because I realized that if you give up your position to better society, after bettering yourself, of course, um, mm -hmm then you become everything that's wrong with a society. So if you're feeling, perhaps, if you're feeling down about what's going on, you're not, your voice is not heard, um, you know, what's the point? Well, the point is, if you stop believing, then why shouldn't everyone else? And then someone just takes over anyway. However, if we can hold on to our beliefs, and uh, somehow help them spread by giving back and et cetera, et cetera. Maybe we can make a difference in some small way. Well, I think that the way to spread beliefs is by living them in your community. And then instead of telling other people that they should follow your beliefs, mm -hmm. invite them mm -hmm. into your community. Yeah. And make your community bigger because then those beliefs spread with the community. Yeah. Instead of telling telling people, you know, instead of California telling Idaho how they should run things, California should say, you know what, Idaho, do whatever you want, but hey, uh, people that live in Idaho, why don't you come on over to California? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, instead that we should be trying to change to, to work on ourselves and bring other people in with us, opposed to tell other people what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you, you get an argument of, well, then they'll fail or they won't get the right things or there's people there that are oppressed or whatever. And I, and that's where it becomes really complex, right? God, that's like uh, um, North Korea. If Idaho were like North Korea, but I mean, there's a place called North Korea where people don't even know what like the internet is, right? Yeah, I you know I don't know much about North Korea, but there I, I just know that they're completely like shut off. Apparently, people leave their like they get they escape and come to a like a liberated country of some Western sort, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we're no one knows what the internet is and no one knows what things are outside of the place. And it's like the entire place is, uh, I think it's just a communist dictatorship. So in that sense, that's what it sounded like you were ending with. Like, that's where it gets tough because at that point, that's where America as a country or uh, an alliance of other countries kind of teams up and kind of overthrows certain regimes yeah you know and and, and and it's hard because it's like should we go to war with north korea or should we just have the un as a sense not not let north korea forcibly keep their people there right right and that's where uh those universal uh like laws come in right of, of of human decency doesn't doesn't like war have them and like there's just laws you cannot break on a global scale yeah mm-hmm. um, i mean they still get broken but oh but, well yeah you know but you can go to you could you can go to court for them well you may end up fi- you're, you're supposed to find the countries and you know that's where sanctions come in and stuff like that you break international law then you uh you get sanctioned and like no no ruler of its people is allowed to like tyrannize its people or something that's probably a global law no it's not it's not i mean that's why you have north korea that's why you have dictatorships that's why you have uh all that's why you still have slavery you know i guess huh dang and that's why people um, I guess that's why people love America so much. One reason. Because it's not a global, freedom is not a global law yet. No, it's not. Hmm. Yeah, it's really complex. It's, re- it's, it's, it's really hard, you know, and, and uh, you know, what, at, at what point the, do you spend your resources to uh, go tell other people to do what they, what they should and should not do? Or, or do you just you use the sense of capitalism to say, we just won't deal with these people mm-hmm. and let them almost destroy themselves? Like, you can't go to North Korea. You can't just go to North Korea. I th- that's changing. I don't think there's like a plane, like you can take United Airlines into North Korea. I, I don't think so, but you know, like Dennis Rodman goes to North Korea all the time. Him and Kim Jong-un are tight. 
<laughs> you know, I remember all that yeah. happening. Yeah, you know, you know, so so I mean that stuff happens, right? You know, um, American journalists get into North Korea and get arrested and stuff. So so there's there's ways that Americans get in there. Um, uh, can I don't know Google, how. Can you street view North Korea? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> like what's going on in North Korea? Um, don't you guys have video work to do? <laughs> I do. Individuals cannot use a U.S. passport to travel to, in, or through without a special validation. There, okay. How to apply for a special validation? There are only very limited circumstances. You're a professional reporter or journalist, and you're, the purpose of your trip is to collect and make available to the public information about the DPRK. You are a re representative of the International Committee of the Red Cross traveling on an officially sp sponsored Red Cross mission. Your trip to the DPRK is justified by compelling humanitarian considerations. Your trip is otherwise in the national interest. And then you have to apply for a special visa. So yeah, you, you can't just hop on there and travel there, but there are ways that oh. you, can, you can get in there. Huh. Okay, so does North Korea have internet? Does North Korea have internet? Yeah. I don't know. I think I just think that generally speaking, we should all have the philosophy of do as I do, not as I say. Uh-huh. Or and, and we should be saying what we do, but you know, really our actions are way more important than our words, you know. Uh so if, 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 if we create the things on our own and, and, and tell people, well, come on in and do this stuff with us, be our friend, you know, I'm all about making community, making friends, making family. And I think that's what brings the world together. Listen to this. I agree. Can citizens of North Korea leave? North Korean citizens usually cannot freely travel around the country, let alone travel abroad. Right. Emigration and immigration are strictly controlled. This is because the North Korean government that treats emigrants from the country as defectors. Yes. Well, do they have movies? Well, Kim Jong-un loves movies. <laughs> he loves American cinema. And he loves Dennis Rodman. Every year, okay, has anyone ever escaped North Korea? Every year, over 1,000 people escape from North Korea, one of the most secretive countries in the world. They do this because in North Korea, people have to live by very strict rules. A lot of people, including children, try to escape in order to have more freedom in their lives. Many flee via China in hopes of making it to South Korea, North Korea's less strict neighbor. News Round has been to South Korea to meet young people who've managed to escape. So what is life like in North Korea? More than, more than 25 million people live in North Korea, but their lives are heavily controlled by the government. Uh, this article is written like a, a, a middle school uh, submission. It was probably submitted by North Korea. <laughs> I don't know. Probably a student in North Korea. The TVs and radios are controlled by the government, which means that 
the news and messages that North Koreans hear in the media are heavily controlled by the state. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sokil Park is a, who works for a oh that's a person who works for a charity called Liberty in North Korea, which helps people to escape from North Korea. Told Newsround, if you're a child, then you won't have you won't have used the internet. You won't have had access to Facebook, YouTube, or any kind of social media. You won't know that much about the outside world. If you try and watch South Korean TV programs or movies like from this, America- This is written like, like, look, there's no closed parentheses and then they just start out with another, this is, there's not a closed parentheses right there. Yeah, like they didn't edit it or, or do any kind a of- A lot of times, I just looked up an article about um, Okinawa and they're all submissions of um, high schoolers, their really? kids. And they would just talk about their country and how great it was and what was there. Interesting. So this could be the same thing. Yeah, it definitely could be. If you try and watch South Korean TV or movies from America, then you could be punished very harshly by the government. Yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, it's kind of like how South Africa was. Yeah. Jeez. Yun escaped North Korea when he was 17 years old. Before fleeing, he'd never seen a computer or used the internet. But now he's a YouTuber in South Korea. He says, I've never used Google, YouTube, or Facebook, but now uses the platform to share his story in English because says he wants the world to know what life is like there. I love telling my story to people. He says the first time that Yun tried to leave North Korea, he went through China, but was caught and sent back. Life is made difficult for anyone who has tried to leave as they are classed as being hostile. I couldn't go back to high school after I was caught by police in China because in North Korea, everyone has a class. I was a hostile class in North Korea, so everyone avoided me. Jeez. I tried to get food every day I didn't have my mom in North Korea because she'd already escaped in 2004. I just tried to survive every day. However, going to China had shown him what life was like outside the world and it made him even more determined to leave. In 2008, I, had, I tried again because I saw a lot of things in Beijing. I had never seen so many cars in high buildings. I could eat a lot of food in Beijing. It was the first time I could eat so much rice. I thought this was a kind of a dream, he says. Yun now lives and studies in South Korea. I think I'm living in heaven, paradise, he says, but now I have to take responsibility for what I say, what I hear, what I do. But I can do anything that I want. It is a happy life. Wow. Jeez. I think it's funny that uh, the not being able to use the internet, they're like, you can't go on Facebook. <laughs> You know, they never saw YouTube. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, okay. The article lacks um, <laughs> the ability to create profound insight into their, their own restrictions. For sure. Still you know, but, but YouTube and Facebook is the definition of freedom, okay? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. But and not to say that North Korea isn't you oh. know, horrible, right? Um, you guys could talk forever.
Yes. All right. On that, focus, focus. We're gonna we're gonna stop the jam section and uh, do video editing. Do video editing. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you for jamming. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Helena. Thank you for Thank having you. me.